It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, the panel this morning consists of uh, Courtney Tyree, of course, of uh, Sky Sport fame, uh, focusing on the netball, of course, rugby league as well uh, as her forte. Uh, and uh, Pat McKendry, Patrick McKendry, uh, columnist for The Herald. Now, of course, columnists uh, are all about opinion. Um, so, Pat McKendry, has your opinion changed or wavered at all? I mean, are we, are we really in a position where we can leave Ian Foster alone and let him get on with his job after that one yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I think so, Smithy. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was pleased when he was, uh, you know, uh, given the chance to re-sign with He's on rugby to take him through the next World Cup. I think he deserved it. I think it was really the only position the board could make. And uh, the the effort in uh, preparing his men for that performance uh, in Perth against Australia, I, I don't think it can be underestimated. It was uh, a difficult challenge. The Aussies were lying in wait almost. Uh, I think they were sort of preparing to ambush the All Blacks, but <clears throat> instead the All Blacks turned the tables in a, just a, you know, it was not a complete performance, but it was a very, very good one under the circumstances, especially losing two senior guys in Artie Savea and Artie Taylor. I thought um, a lot of uh, what the All Blacks do was based around their defence. Pat, uh, I, you know, Grant Fox, we had him on this morning, and uh, other people have also remarked probably one of their better defensive efforts. And, of course, if you sound there, you create panic, and, and that's exactly what Australia did. And I, I counted, I think it's four maybe five intercept tries over the course of those three test matches, born from pressure. Exactly right. I can't remember the All Blacks being, or missing a tackle in open play. I, I, can't, I can't remember them being beaten on the outside by a Wallabies player. Um, I guess, you know, that they won't see it as a perfect performance by any means. Like there, there are a few slip-ups uh, defensively around the ruck in particular, I think. I remember Scott Barrett maybe missing a tackle on Summer Karevi early on uh, when Corumbetti's uh, try was uh, disallowed, his first one. Um, and there was another one where Brad Weber may have just slipped off a tackle. But all in all, uh, just an amazing uh, high-pressure defensive performance from the All Blacks. And you could just see the, the Wallabies were getting frantic. And uh, that, that's really what cost them. They, um, they, they just looked... Desperate and out of ideas. Uh, Courtney, good morning to you. We'll get on to the Warriors shortly, but I just, I feel my first question to you is um, after the Warriors, did you actually turn the TV off or did you persevere with the TV and watch the All Blacks? Yeah, I was into the Warriors game and once it started going downhill, I flicked over to the rugby build up, to be honest. Uh, it was hard to watch. And then when I flicked back, there were players getting sent off and 
players giving birds to the fans. It was it was not good at all. Not a great way to end the season. So what did you make of the All Blacks then? And do we have um, the right to demand perfection every week? Because it seems to be the case, particularly uh, when the public view Ian Foster as at large. Yeah, we do. And I think they really stood up last night. It was a great game. Uh, loved watching it. And I think uh, the Wallabies, they just never looked like they were really in the contest and the try got disallowed. They just never really looked like they were in it. And then the pressure was building. They looked desperate. And I think, oh my gosh, the All Blacks, when they got the intercepts or they're in open space, TJ Pedernada getting through and then uh, chipping the ball over, it was just looked great. And so I think that's what we all love. And I think it's great that they're actually doing it out on the field. And when they put the coaching boxes side by side and then you saw just the joy and excitement on Ian Foster's face, I think there was nothing better than seeing that and knowing just, I guess, the feeling that he was feeling up there in the coach's box. Uh, his face would have been interesting, uh, I'm sure, uh, after the red card, Courtney. What, what did you make of Jordy's <laughs> red card to follow on, follow on the back of uh, his brother's one at the same ground last time out? I know, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this almost like deja vu? I think it was tough. Um, obviously, I know how they say you follow the letter of the law, but I think anyone that knows, especially if you are going up for the high ball, there's no intent there. I mean, they do it in league even. You're trying to protect yourself. It's the way you jump up. You bring your knee out, which brings your uh, foot in the bottom half of your leg forward. So I think that was a real unfortunate send-off. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was going to be, you know, I didn't think he'd be sent for the game. So, yeah, but I did see that they're, uh, they're going to try and put a case together, which is good news. But, yeah, I think that was a tough one to see. Pat, what did you make of that? Because uh, I think it's one of the issues that has, has come out of that. Yeah. Uh, and the way that uh, the referee's uh, en masse, I mean, it's en masse. It's not just the referee's decision, is it? He's sort of governing, particularly when everyone can hear the communications going on between the four of them. Um, look, I, 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 don't, I didn't have a problem with the red card. I thought it probably was a red card offence. Um, my, my issue is that I've seen um, players of that level, Super Rugby level, All Blacks, and I'm sure you have, Smitty, practice that technique over and over with the with the foot raised, um, the sprigs showing, and I just think it's it's been a, an accident waiting to happen. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think they can uh, practice a different way and, and execute that high ball catch a different way. I, I don't think it's necessary. So, like, uh, clearly it was accidental, um, and I think luckily Corumbetti wasn't more or wasn't injured. Quite badly because if he if he, his face had split open or you know heaven's uh, heaven forbid uh, if he'd suffered a bad eye injury or something we wouldn't really be debating it and mm. be be fairly clear so uh, no I didn't have a problem with the red card um, it was unlucky for Barrett clearly unintentional but uh, it might it might sort of serve to remind players in that position to maybe alter their technique a little bit yeah I wholeheartedly agree with that I, I think it, it's it's born by as soon as you put studs up uh, in any form of any sport. As soon as you put the studs up, uh, you're running a, a really fine line, and and that's exactly what happened there yesterday. Uh, of no accident though, uh, Pat is the form now of uh, Kerry Yuani. In fact, two sets of brothers on show for us yesterday, and uh, I think all of them, Geordie uh, uh, accepted, of course, because he wasn't there. Uh, stepped up pretty much in terms of the playmaking and decision making for the All Blacks. But how about uh, Kerry Yuani? 
uh, and Rico Ioana yesterday. Um, Akira's just, they've found it. They've found what, what everyone's been looking for, in them, apparently. I found the number six. Um, it looks like it. He's, he's sort of put together three really compelling performances in a row, and he just seems to be getting better. Um, I think it probably speaks to uh, the confidence that he has now. Um, you know, someone's clearly pushing the right buttons to get that sort of performance out of him. Um, he's utterly committed uh, up the middle of the field, and his pace and power out wide is just unstoppable, as we saw. You know, it's what a weapon for the All Blacks to have, uh, combined with his size and strength sort of close to the ruck. It's just phenomenal. Um, and Rico, uh, I think a lot of people probably feel that uh, the left wing's his best position. He probably underlined that again yesterday. His pace and commitment, um, not only on attack, but to get back and you know make some incredible cover tackles, just sensational. Um, you know, and it's... He's been around for a while. Uh, he's had a few ups and downs. Um, so is Akira. He hasn't been around for as long, obviously, but he's had a few disappointments. But these guys are coming good, and it's great for the All Blacks. Uh, look, we're going to take a break for the news now. It's uh, 10.30. When we come back, uh, Courtney, uh, I'm going to have to grill you on that Warriors performance overall, <laughs> and you can take a, a reflective look at the season. We've also got a new Silver okay. Ferns captain to talk about, and Pat, obviously the Paralympics have uh, come to an end and pretty golden one for, for us in that department as well. So plenty to talk about with the panel when we come back. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Uh, Pat McKendry from the Herald, Courtney Tyree from Sky Sport, uh, who uh, looks at both netball and rugby league, and yesterday very sheepishly looked at uh, the performance of the Warriors, who got an absolute pasting. But aside from that too, Courtney, the discipline side of it was poor. Matt Lodge giving the fingers to the crowd. Kane Evans, Jazz Tavanga, all sinbinned um, on the back. It was almost like they just said to hell with it. It's our last performance. Let's go out and bump a few heads, shall we? Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. And I think it's disappointing, disappointing way to end this season. And then for, to have three players sent off just appalling really and then yeah um, Matt Lodge giving fans the bird like there's just no need for it and it's been a tough season being a Warriors supporter and then for it to end that way it just kind of sums up the season and look they started the game well within the first minute you and Aitken um, well he almost scored a try but it was disallowed then Matt Lodge almost scored a try but it's almost like the Warriors with their season when these things happen and they get these little setbacks they can't bring themselves back from it and it sort of snowballs and then that sort of set the tone for the rest of the game. They just couldn't score any points. They couldn't really do anything right and the Titans just ran rampant all game all over them. So let's uh, look uh, very briefly, um, Courtney, at at the the draw for the the beginning of uh, the the playoffs. Storm over Manly Friday night. Uh, Storm for you? Yeah, the Storm, definitely. Though Tommy Turbo and the Seagulls, they did look good, but I'll go Storm. Okay, what about Roosters and Titans on the Saturday? I think the Roosters will be too good for the Titans, definitely. Panthers to beat the Rabbitohs? Oh, I'm going to go Panthers on this one. Um, It'll be a very good game, but I'm going to go the Panthers. And the, the Eels and the Knights, uh, that's the last one uh, next Sunday in uh, Rockhampton. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one, I think. But I feel like 
the eels might be too too good for the night. Okay, so there you have it, folks. There's Courtney's multi. Courtney's multi for us. Storm the roosters and the panthers into eels. Okay, well, so we've got that very quickly. Let's move uh, across uh, to Pat McKendry. Uh, Pat, the, the Paralympics, um, always going to play second fiddle, of course, to uh, the other Olympics uh, as such. Um, but in terms of um, medal hall and the image as well, uh, even though TVN's coverage, is, uh, TVNZ's coverage has been panned um, and a, from a lot of uh, people, uh, what did you make of that performance by our group there? I think um, Sophie Pascoe comes to mind. Um, when we're, we're talking Paralympics for New Zealand, she's what an incredible athlete, what, what an incredible person. Uh, and as a contemporary, and I'm, you know, I'm always inclined to keep an eye on how she goes as well. So, um, but you know, for her to to dig so deep, and I guess in particular to win the individual um, Italy race, and then sort of blackout afterwards, she was so exhausted. Just amazing. Um, you know, I can't speak highly enough of her uh, commitment over the years, and you know, overcoming what happened when she was a child. Um, just dreadful stuff there. But but to, to put that behind her and um, Excel the way she has on the world stage, just amazing. All credit to her. Yeah, I mean, we spoke this morning uh, to Holly Robinson, of course, who won the javelin. Uh, but it seemed, and you know, we're hoping um, to speak to Anna Grimaldi tomorrow. It's just a succession of, of, of great stories, uh, and not just from New Zealand's point of view. I mean, it's just, it's an eye opener. You, you, you kind of look at yourself, you give yourself an uppercut every four years, Pat, and you think, uh, goodness me, these things, and then we sort of put them on the back burner a wee bit as other things tend to crop up. But uh, I mean, it's just what some of these these people have, have overcome uh, to get to the point where they're actually there in the first place is a massive victory in their lives. And then they put the other stuff on top of it, handling pressure at the right time. It's just, it is. It's quite revealing. Oh, hundred percent. And you factor in things like these athletes have come from um, Afghanistan and, and places like that, which just uh, ups the ante really in terms of difficulties that they face uh, and, and then to perform and well, even to get there in the first place. Um, just incredible. Okay, let's uh, head across uh, Courtney. Um, I'm sure, you, have you got any thoughts on the Paralympics? I mean, uh, Sophie Pascoe, as Pat pointed out, but uh, these other girls, and it's been it's been a, an Olympics both forms actually, where the girls have I think outdone the boys quite markedly. Yeah, they have. That's what I thought when I was seeing, I guess, the results and the medals, and I thought, yeah, for the girls because they really stood up. But I think what you said, like, it's just great to see. It's been awesome to watch it on Sky Sport and see just like what you said, these athletes getting over there and doing it, and then also just what they've overcome to do it and the the amount of, I guess, every four years when we do see it, the respect that you regain for them and seeing what they're able to do. And, like, for me as an ex-athlete watching, you just think about, wow, like, you know, I didn't, I had it easy as an athlete when, when it comes down to it. And what these athletes are able to do, you know, you take your hat off to them. Right, let's, uh, finally, uh, let's look at our new Silver Ferns captain. Courtney, was she your choice? Yes, she was, Gina Crampton. I played with her many moons ago when she was just a young uh, duck, but she was always such a great team player, Gina, and I think over the last years as she's gotten older and become one of the senior players, she's really found her 
voice and her form. And she's one of those players that just leads from the front and leads through her action. So she was my number one pick for captain. And then vice-captain is Sulu Fitzpatrick, who led the Mystics to their first premiership ever this year. Um, and so she'll be great uh, to back Gina up at the back from the defensive end. But I think Gina, she will really flourish as captain. She was part of the leadership group under Emiliano Canazio with Jane Watson as well, but both of them aren't available for this series. Uh, but I have uh, full confidence in Gina Crampton as our new captain. What about the magic? What about uh, the players that they've been able to attract, uh, to attract uh, Courtney? This is quite, quite a United Nations and all-star sort of lineup they've, they've putting together there. Yeah, once we watched all the announcements come out, we thought, oh, my goodness, so I might have to put some money on Magic for next year if they can get it right. Um, and I think this is actually what Magic really needed because they've struggled the last couple of years, uh, to be honest, and everyone has been talking about, I guess, kind of the downfall of the franchise. So heading into next year, everyone has kind of said they need to secure some big names. They need to just create a great team that's going to go out there and it's going to bring the fans back to the club and stuff like that. So I think uh, what they've done, they've gone out. Um, I don't know how they've done it, but they've managed to attract uh, Amelia Nekanasio, Katrina Rode is coming back from having her baby. They've got players from the Pulse, Bailey Mez from Auckland. So it really is like an all-stars team. Uh, and so I guess everyone will have their eyes on them next season. I guess extra pressure as well because of that, though. Uh, thanks, Courtney, Tyree, uh, so much for your time this morning. Pat McKendry, they were the panel uh, some interesting thoughts there on the All Blacks, the Red Card, uh, the Paralympics, and of course the Silver Ferns, new captain Gina Crampton. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.